שחטת פחסתי ולא זבח. קודש ברוך הוא זה אמנטת חסד, אינו לקורבן, ודעת זה לא יקימי אוילס. And I would prefer to have the knowledge of God than burnt offerings. In other words, in relation to what the Ebishter wants, he doesn't want קורבנוס, he doesn't want offerings, he wants חסד, and he wants דעת אלוהים. מכאן לאוילה שיחבב ומזבחים. מבני שאוילה כולה כל אלישים. Gemara says the most beloved of all offerings is the korban oila, it's completely consumed. But Talmud Torah, and yet, Talmud Torah, the learning of Torah, the study of Torah is more beloved, even more so than oilos. Because if a person learns Torah, then he knows the wisdom, the mind of the Creator. As it says in the verse, then you will understand wisdom of, wisdom of Hashem, and then you will find the Das Elohim. Now, says the Divrei Cheskel. Divrei Cheskel, he was a Magid Shir, a teacher in the in the yeshiva called Or Yisrael in Slabotka in Lita, and he writes as an introduction to his sefer, and he says the following thing. The goal of Talmud Torah is to know the mind of the Creator, as it were. The goal of Talmud Torah is not to become a boki b'shas. The goal, goal of Talmud Torah is not to know so much that... The goal of Talmud Torah is about developing a relationship where there's an intimacy to the degree that you know, just when you get to know a person, so when you have an f- extremely close end, you can anticipate what he's going to do next, you can anticipate his needs and desires, you become completely bound to him, and one of the ways in which you're bound is your understanding of how he operates. And one of the things which attracts you to him is because you find beauty in the way he does things, and you appreciate what his acts are, his kindnesses, his sensitivities, etc. Those become powerful mechanisms of attraction between the two of you. The more you understand the Creator, the deeper your development of your understanding in terms of who the Rebbein Shalom is, the closer you can develop that, crea- that the relationship. The more primitive your understanding is, the less Torah that you know, the more distant you are going to be from your Creator. In order to truly grasp who the Creator is, you have to know all of Torah. The degree to which you don't, so then you'll be lacking in the ability to connect. You won't know Him as well. Someone says to you, he's my best friend. I say, how well do you know him? How well do I know him? We grew up together. I can tell you everything about him. Sign of a good marriage is you see these couples and they don't even have to communicate with words. They just look at each other and they know exactly what they mean and how they feel. They can communicate through one glance an entire paragraph because they know each other so well. If we're trying to develop a, crea- a connection to our Creator, so then Torah is the way to go. However, when you refer to this kind of learning of Torah, it's not referred to in the way um, which is just as haphazard and off-handed. If you want to get to that intimacy, you won't get there. But through extreme effort, and consistent learning, only then, only then, can you actually get to know what the Rebbein Sholem wants from you? As the Apostle says, which we quoted above, If you request it like money, 
like silver. Ukmat moinim and like treasures, you seek it. Odd tovin yiras Hashem v'dais alekim timso. Then you'll understand the awe of Hashem, and then you'll understand who the Rebbeinu Shneilam is. V'chein omru b'medrash sheHashem. The Pinchas binyare posach interaction nikiyet and Moshe laAdam. There was a man in ma'abed sela or bilirin b'toich beisoi kamaneres kamapsilos u'madnik al shi'amoy daleim v'yimtoim. If a person loses something at night and it's precious, how many candles does he waste? Searching for it, the Torah, the words of Torah, which are our life in this world, and in the next culture, seek after them like these treasures. Hoy interaction, says there was never a man that got to show to the base measures before me. And I was always, I was the first to get there and the last to leave. Pamachas, one day, I got up and I saw the people who were collecting straw and making compost doing the work. They were already up before him. But I understood that you have to seek Torah like you do money. We're not better than that. So you see this is a proof, says a Divrecheskel, that just from the fact that he said, that he saw that the people who were collecting the, the, the stubble and making compost got up before him, that would prevent him from fulfilling the knowledge of Hashem. Because it's only if you relate to the pursuit of Torah like you would to the pursuit of the ultimate career will you achieve the success. Now, if you see people, and have a, a person who wants to be successful in the world of business. So then you see, often they'll work ridiculous hours. Ridiculous hours. They'll be in the office, they'll sleep in the office. They'll wake up the next morning and they'll work 18 hours a day. That's called Im Kekesev Tavakshena Kamat That's how, if we like that entire, then we'll get it. But if not, not. Even if you manage to do it. So now we get the person who's working at his Torah like the person who's trying to become the CEO is working at his business. Without letting up for one moment. So now you're doing this. You're working that hard. Rack. But you have a problem. There's something lacking. But in doing that, you don't have an awareness and an appreciation of how much Torah is worth. As the Rishami says, The entire world. St. Zohar Nicholas's palace in Petersburg with all the golden statues and everything. And throw in all of. Who do you want? Donald Trump? Who, who, who else? Anyone? Pick your famous, richest, richest person in the world. Put it all together and combine it with a million others. It's not worth one word of Torah. That's called an appreciation of what Torah is worth. And if you don't have that awareness, so you can't get the crown of Torah. Now we get to the Gemara in the Dorim. Why, why did we lose? Why did we go into Golos? We asked the wise, and the prophets, they had no idea. 
himself to come and tell us. Hashem, is because they left my Torah. They didn't make a bracha on Torah first. I mean, they didn't make Kasher Kishon Mitzvah Mitzvah last week, but we did very and they didn't say Kasher Bochamon. What's going on there? Kosov Aran B'Shem HaRaven Yerizal, the Ran writes, commentator on the Doyen. De'ev Shal Lefarish Kapshutoy Shil Oskar B'Torah. You can't say that the the it means that they didn't learn Torah, because De'im Kain Kishon Yisrael Chacham Levim Lamelot B'Shua, because then it would have been obvious lacking in the generation. And when you ask the prophets and the wise men, they would say, "Well, it's obvious. No one's learning." They were learning like they should have been learning. Therefore the wise men and the prophets were astonished. They couldn't understand it. They didn't know where it was coming from. That they were making a bracha to it. Now it doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't say doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that they didn't say doesn't necessarily mean that doesn't necessarily mean that that the Torah wasn't as important in their eyes they weren't learning Torah for its own sake and therefore whether they said the bracha they didn't take the bracha that seriously because no, no, Torah, yeah, it's not such a since they didn't make a bracha they revealed they don't appreciate the gift that's been given to them I don't understand since the very Cheskel. She asked about her Tommy Kolkach. They were so Isaac in Torah. They were so occupied. At Shachachamim v'Hanavim lo yergishu rifkin klal. The Chachamim and the Navim. You're not talking about your average Joe on the street. A Navi, a Chacham, the greats of the generation looked at people. And they said these people are mamish amazing. They are learning. They know. They are holding. They're doing great. And my comments on this Torah is here. Why does it say they left him shoktim al dal sechay yoyim on the laila? They're learning day and night. But the Torah calls it leaving the Torah. But you're not leaving the Torah. You're stuck to the Torah. Elevadai the chol shein the Torah chashuva be'einayim who machmas shein makinis rum erech haTorah b'midas hadrusha and mechokim asogis kisur Torah. As long as you don't understand how much Torah is worth, you far, far, far away from it. Ukiilu azvo oisu legamri chashuv. It's like you've left it, but you're learning. But you've left it because you don't appreciate what one word of trade is worth. By time, Biyarushim, he took him. He's asking, "Bo, hamorishe bo yamachzir lemutav." Vahayim shem dikat hamutoya who kishizoyichel asir tzakam baamorishe bo. It's only my chokhmah vahadaya maybe liday meiser. The ikar of trade when you see the light in it, how it changes your life. Kedichtiv v'limadatim v'asisim that you have to learn, you have to do. And that's why it says in Brachas, "Ein lakarish bochu beilame veibish ani has dalad amishal alocha." You have to turn it into reality. That the Torah can't remain an ethereal idea has to impact your very being. But when the Torah is not important in your eyes, you don't appreciate it. You don't get to see how it changes your life. And that's why it said the Koresh Bochu was Mavata, Al Gimavaris. He went for went. In other words, he's willing to forego the three most severe sins, but but not in Bittal Torah. They were learning the whole time. It's a key in Hashem's eyes, they were disdaining it. Because they didn't have the right attitude, they didn't have the right appreciation.
So that's quite shocking. That's, that's a very it's a very shocking message for us because 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 we in our hierarchy of values where we rate Torah and you see that Torah is a prerequisite for the connection to the Creator and you only get to do that. Story about the Igleital. The Igleital wrote a say from the Malachas of Shabbos, Sochet Shabbos, and. He wrote the Sefer going into great depth into each and every Malacha. And he said, he, throw, he saw Chilul Shabbos, he saw someone desecrating the Shabbos twice in his life. Had he seen it a third time, there's no way in the world he could have written the Sefer on the Malachas because he couldn't have taken them that seriously. Whether you do it, no, what, what do you mean? I'm trying my best, leave me alone. Trying my best, leave me alone. You can't take. So it's not a reality. It's not a reality. Now imagine if we're in a situation in a society that bludgeons any value of Torah. Not only do we see Chilo Shabbos, but Chilo Shabbos is a given. It's a given. So therefore, how important does Shabbos be? Not only do we see people, Rav Chatzka once said to his Bokhim when they're going on Bainas Manim, he said, be careful when you go on Bainas Manim, you have to guard your eyes. So from people think, guard your eye means, guard your eyes means don't look at women. No. It means don't look at Men! What do you mean don't look at men? Don't look at men who aren't learning and you're seeing them being successful and say, well, I can also be like that. What am I doing? Don't allow the external environment to corrupt your value system. If you manage to achieve it, okay, the question is, have we got even close to that yet? Now without that, so we're deprived of entrance into the palace of Hashem. What a chaval. What a chaval. That's what we're created for. That's what we're trying to get to. But if we don't access it, then we don't... How, how, yes, Michael. No, no, I'm happy to fetch your question. Um, the fact that there's so much, um, you know, people violating Shabbat and like, you know, it's like almost obvious that, you know, we don't even like think twice about it. The fact that we're, there are people who still hold it when in fact most of the world doesn't, isn't that an act of importance we assign to it? So, so a person has to be able to, and this is, uh, this is not our machlokas today, it's our machlokas forever. A person has to be able to move both ways in his avoidance Hashem. Which means? Which means? You can look at yourself and say as follows. Look who's sitting in this room. I feel that I'm sitting amongst people that I don't know what merit I get to be in the room with these people. Why? Because every person in this room, to a certain degree, has prioritized learning in a generation when the entire current of the time says it's a waste of time, it's irrelevant. Every person in this room has uprooted himself from a comfort zone and put himself into an uncomfortable situation. And why has he done it? Because he wants to grow. Because he wants to move further. And in terms of, the, the, even in this generation, to do the simplest thing, to put on tzitzis, to say a bracha, to daven shmon esrei. Have you any idea what it means in the context? Have you any idea what, what kind of powers there are out against that? Do you know what it means to actually sit there and spend five minutes learning? Not only learning. But learning Gemara, which is hard, and the, and the language is unfamiliar, and the logic is complex, and the subject matter may not be gro- groping. So, so, and I still do it. Have you any concept of what that means in our day and age? The kind of, the, the greatness that you've achieved? True. True. One perspective. Other perspective. Other perspective. What are we? Here we are, where we think that we spend two, three months a year, two years in yeshiva, wow, we saints. 
What a bizarre hand on the Torah. For years and years, Klal Yisrael gave up everything to spend an extra minute learning. They were on the verge of starvation, but they wouldn't work that extra hour, which would make their stomachs full because it would take away from their learning. For millennia, the entire body of the Jewish people has devoted themselves heartily to the preservation of our connection to the Creator by an overwhelming close knowledge. And the minute they stopped doing that, so every other thing crept into Klai Yisrael and has absolutely wreaked havoc and has initiated a spiritual holocaust that of the 15 million Jews alive today, maybe only 2 million even know what Shema Yisrael is. And 30 million have no clue. And what was that? How did it all begin? Because we let, we let go one tiny bit from the Torah and boom, in comes the Torah and wreaks total havoc. So, 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 so here we are and we think we're doing the Abish a favor by coming, oh, come on, grow up. Grow up. Whatever we do is not even a drop in a drop in a drop of the ocean to what we should be doing. And we pat ourselves on the, the other side. Right, and you also, you, you stated... Both sides. I know. I, Both I, sides. And you, and you stated... Both sides. Very strongly, I, I see that. But you stated also m- months ago that the way that, that second presentation of it is is sounds like the Yitzhahara saying, "Give up." It. Like, what, what's the point of being trying to like you beat yourself? You beat yourself. But then you the second up. approach and can lead to despair. Right, and the first approach will lead you to complacency. Audience. Complacency. What do you mean? I went. To, uh, do you know what I did today? I davened shachris. What I do after Shachis? I went back and I watched a few movies and I fell asleep. I dove in Shachis. How many Jews in the world dove in Shachis? Not only that. I had Kavon in the first block in Shemonesre. Huh. So they can need complacency. You dove in Shachis. Shkoyach. Do you understand? So a person has to know, you have to know simultaneously that there's a marshal from Rav Cook. He says a fascinating marshal on Ikvisa de Meshicha. The footsteps of the Mashiach. It literally means the heels of the Mashiach. So we the heels. Our generation is called the heels. Now, on the one hand, there is nothing lower than the heel. If the, in the hierarchy of symbolism, the head is the top. So the lowest you can get is the soles of the feet, the heel. It's stuck to the earth. It's so low. We're living in a generation that we're stuck to the earth. we mamash stuck to the earth. To get any type of flexible spiritual movement, we have to move. We're just so materialized. We can't even daven without an iPad, pod, or paid. We can't, we can't, everything, everything has become, and there is a sense when people daven on the iPad that they feel there's a click at the end to say, Yoitsi. You know, you want to, you want to know perhaps like when you send your BBM, so it tells you received. So like, mm-hmm. there's a there's a tacit implication that if you're doubling for one of these electronic organi- advi- devices, that there's going to be a message sent back received. You know, whew, my relief. It's funny. It's funny. Totally so so, so in other words, we're living in a generation where we so so sucked into everything that when people start to speak about Torah, the words sound extreme. When people speak about devoting your life and every caliber of your being, giving up your family for the pursuit of wealth, 
sort of totally normal. That doesn't sound extreme at all. That sounds good. That sounds successful. That sounds praiseworthy. You'll make it into Fortune magazine. But when you say the same thing about Torah, it sounds extreme and absurd and awkward and what you're doing and you're fanatic and you're this and that. So that's where we're living in. In other words, we're living in a world where our standard set of value says, if it's in the world of material, good, praiseworthy, gishmak, if it's in the world of spiritual, out of whack, crazy, fanatic. That's where we are. We're the, we're mamash, we, we're the, 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 the lowest of the low. Yes? So what do we do? So let's cut off the ankles. And what happens? Boom, the whole thing tumbles down. We're the greatest generation that's ever lived. We're the greatest generation that's ever lived because the entire body of Klal Yisrael, we're giving them the support. There's never been a generation that supported the magnificent majesty of all of Klal Yisrael until we came along. And now the entirety of the Jewish people is resting on us. There's never been a loftier and more powerful empower generation that we amidst all that darkness can carry the flame forward so we the paradoxical state of being the greatest and lowest generation that ever lived and so a person has to know that if it's going to hurt you to think about how lowly you are so think how great you are it's going to hurt you to think how great you are think how lowly you are because both are true both are true. If you think how low you are, you say, I'm so low, I'm a Gornish, I always will be a Gornish. <laughs> if I can't learn Torah, because if I can't know Shas, I might as well not know the Mishnah. Have you heard that thought process? If anyway, I, well, I was in Rabbi Singles Musa Shir, and he told me that if you're not learning 24 hours a day, and you don't know Kata Kula, so just, what are you doing? You'll never get there, you'll never get the kind of Torah. So, so why learn the Mishnah? If I not, bring out the Alfred Hitchcock novel on your Kindle. Uh, that's, 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 so then you should say, what do you mean? What do you mean? One word of Torah is connected to Torah, it's connected to Torah. If I just come into the base mention and I say, Hakoines, boom! That's amazing. That's amazing. So then you say that to yourself, and then you come into the base mention and you say, I learned to Mishnah and you feel on top of the world because you've just created worlds. But then that can lead to, okay, I've been in the base mention for five minutes, time to have a break, have a coffee, go to the canteen. And then you say, but one second, just one Mishnah? Sure, I can push myself beyond that. Do you understand how a person has to be able to play both sides in his internal movements to and fro? And both sides are true. Both sides are true. Neither is exclusive of the other. If you want to really get connection to the Creator, and there are people who do it. I told you, there are people who do it. I mean people who do it. People. I have a neighbor. We're the Chavrusa. The Chavrusa took place when I was learning in the mirror, and we're learning a daffa day. Gemarashi Tosis. So that's very praiseworthy. It's all Chashuv. So I thought I was Chashuv. I still do. The problem, it's called Gaiva. I'm working on it. We have to work on it. I had a Chavrusa with him. So I used to learn the blat, and then I used to try and learn it off by heart. And I had a Chavrusa with him, and he used to go over it with me, and we both, no Gemaras, we just went over on the, on the, on the bus ride back from the mirror to Ramot. He's my neighbor. So we went over the blat. So I did off by heart, and kind of we, we, we went through it together off by heart. Well, not off by heart, literally word for word, but the shakal and taya. The only difference was, I was learning the Masechta, he wasn't. That means there was all of shots for him. He had all of shots, Balpe. Now, at the time, he must have been early 30s, if that. Early 30s, and he hasn't stopped. So the person, he's my neighbor, he's a great guy, so he knows a lot. But there are people like that around. There are people out, and there are lots of people like that around. There's Bochim, on their Bar Mitzvah, they make a Siyam HaShas Mishnayis. Sometimes Siyam HaShas Mishnayis, but pay. Why not? Person's, person's got the right mental aptitude for it, and he's got it. 
So on the one hand, we have to say to ourselves, okay, but so then again, so, so then, so if that's inspiring for you and you realize, you know what, I'm intellectually gifted and I look around and you all are, sorry to then base you with that responsibility. So I'm intellectually gifted, so therefore I can also do that. So then that inspires you and you say, listen, the truth is, if you start working now, start working now, say, just think about it. If you think about any degree that you do, it takes a lot of time. You don't just do a degree like that. You want to become a doctor? How long until you actually qualify, specialize? More than a decade? Okay, so let's set your curriculum for the decade. In a decade's time, if you continue learning well, you can definitely have learned through shots once. Definitely. Definitely. Why not? Go through Daf Yomi. Your, your reading skills will improve to such a degree. After a two-year, I, I can tell you, if you apply yourself, after a two-year two-year in the center, your reading skills will have reached a level where you can learn Daf Yomi. The average person applies himself well. Two years you can learn Daf Yomi. And then, so that's two years. In seven years' time, you can make a Siyamashas. With our, again, if you, if you want to do it properly and you put in as much effort as you would if you're studying medicine, so then you can make a CMHS and know it as well. <laughs> to understand. But, but people know what happens. So you shove your learning into the corner and you say to yourself, no, what do you mean? I'm creating the Torah. So you then the Savoy that makes you feel good acts against you. You say, what do you mean? I'm doing so much. Do you know what? Every single other person in my, w- in my work, even the firm ones, they don't learn. And I learn! I'm Choshev! Yes, but my friend, in the last six years, how much have you learned? Do you know one Masechta? Have you made one Siyum? Do you know anything? Have you done Chumash Rashi? No, but I learn every day. What do you learn? Oh, you know, I get there. Cup of coffee. Talk. Schmooze. Do you remember anything? No, no, really. I don't understand. So So then, not only are you not putting Torah on a par with your career, way, 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 way below. It's not, it's not even on the path a good hobby. <laughs> it's not, not, I don't think it will make golf. Golf, you know, you're, you're kind of, you'll work on your swing, you'll like, look at the, you know, you'll, you'll read up on the stickler. They love that good golf. I don't mean golf. I mean anything, underwater <laughs> hockey, whatever you want. Underwater hockey, a very popular game in Canada. Ah, you'll ask, where's their water to line? Separate China. Yeah. I don't know, Ronnie. Eh? I said, I don't know, Ronnie, what do you think? Ronnie, what's, what's the take on Canadian underwater hockey teams? Um, do you know uh, John Jaffet? He's a player. Yeah, he played underwater hockey. You played, and the, the, the depth of the pool is such that your snorkel can't reach, can't break the surface of the pool while you're playing. So even though you're playing in the bottom of the pool, you keep on having to go up for breath. Yeah. Oh, serious? this is a real sport. Yeah, yeah. No, this is a real sport. Cody Basketball in the world. Wait, what? <laughs> you play <laughs> hockey underwater, <laughs> and you have goggles and a snorkel. I, I thought you were just kidding. No, 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 this is no, no, no. This is real. Oh, yeah, well, no, that's th- no, this is something which is <laughs> more harsher <laughs> than Terry in many people's eyes. You can't do it on. Yeah, it's it's got a, a smooth side <laughs> to, to puck Wow. So how do you check? Well, is, there, is there a puck on there? Vada, vada. There's a puck. There's hockey sticks. Uh, underwater. Oh, wow. What do you mean? What do you mean? I haven't revealed my past. No. Okay, boys. So unfortunately, we have run out of time, and uh, let us continue with our quest for. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.